Hello and welcome to today's podcast of Hooked on Homeschool. Now this is a very special podcast interview for me today because I have the one and only Debbie Messenger. And what makes her my one and only is not only was she my daughter's kindergarten teacher, and you're going to say, wait a minute, what? I thought your kids were homeschooled. Okay, we will get to that. But it's so funny, when I was about to start this podcast, she actually messaged me about a podcast she was starting, and I'm like, you will not believe, I'm literally watching a YouTube video on starting a podcast. And we kind of connected on that level, in addition to her amazing energy with being there and teaching my child, uh, my child journey. So she also has a lot of things that she's doing that she's going to talk about the life that she's able to create by homeschooling and what all this entails. I know it might sound crazy because she's a homeschool mom, but she's a homeschool teacher and my daughter's homeschooled, but she has a homeschool teacher. What? This is going to be a crazy episode, but we are going to make it happen. So I'm excited to introduce to you, Miss Debbie. Hi, friends. Are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Debbie. How are you today? Hey. Hi. I'm so good, and I'm so honored and privileged to be on this podcast today. This is, like, so exciting for me. I've been waiting. I was like, when's she going to have me on? (laughs) Yes, yes. And and the great thing is we just passed 10,000 downloads, right? Woo-hoo! Yeah. So what is so crazy is when you're first starting your podcast, you're just like, who's going to listen to me? Like, who who's going to listen to what I have to say? And the number 10,000 seems like so far away. And I feel like that's a goal everybody kind of wants to hit. And I think we just got to like 10,063 downloads. So Thank you to everybody who is listening and who has supported me and been there for me. And also big thanks to Debbie. We went to the podcast, the PodFest back in January. We went there together and they have all the speakers with all the the podcasts and the podfesting and all that funness of how to do it, how to to make it good and right and and actually add value to people's lives and that they want to listen to you. So the fact that people are listening to me and that I've had, actually, they're not even listening to me. They're listening to my guests. I'm just hosting. I'm not doing anything. My guests are the star. 
But you guys have been great. I love the homeschool community and everything that everybody's got to say. But but a, definitely a big thank you to you because you've been inspiring. You've always been there for any questions that I've had. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. And you're going to share a lot of things that you're also doing. So let's get started. I'm excited. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and give us a little background of you and your family, and then we'll start the homeschool journey. So tell us a little bit about kids you have. Are you married and all that good stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I am Debbie Messenger, and I too am a podcast host, Eat, Play, Laugh with Debbie Messenger. And I am the mother of two beautiful children. They're kind of adult children, young adult children now. So I can't say I don't have littles anymore like you do. They'll always be your babies. They always will be your babies. Yep. I know. They will. They will. So our first graduated from Circle Christian School, which is our homeschool hybrid program, and three years ago. And then now we have a senior. And so my husband and I have been crazy, happily up and down, happily married (laughs) for 22. It's going to be 23 years in March coming up in 2024. So we're getting close to that. What is it? Silver? 25 year mark. And and you actually look like you did the day you got married because I remember when I first met you, I saw your picture. You have a wedding picture in your classroom. And I was like, oh, did you just get married? And you're like, "Uh, no, that was like 20 years ago. I was like, oh, my goodness, you look exactly the same. I love it. I love it. That's one of the things that I remember hearing is if you want to stay young, you've got to keep the joy in your life. And so... You know, like, like, don't be old when you're young and young when you're old. And and I really, I really believe in that because it's like, you know, the old people are kind of the wise people, right? So when you're young, you want to be wise. You need to have that wisdom so that you can make good decisions and good choices for when you're older. But then when you're older, you have to remember to be young at heart and you've got to get out and you've got to move. You've got to play. You've got to enjoy life and not just the daily grind of things. So I think that's why I enjoy being a kindergarten teacher, because those guys keep me young. You know, like we play, we laugh, we have a good time, but we're learning. So, yep. It's so true. That's so true. I love that. Okay, so I want to explain a little bit about this whole like kindergarten hybrid That's the joy with homeschooling. You do not have to sit home 24-7 with your kids, bake cookies, and make clothing. That is not homeschooling. There are so many choices out there for you that if you want to homeschool and then have what's called a hybrid homeschool, which is what Circle Christian is. Circle Christian is in Orlando. They have three campuses, and I'm sure all around the country, There's other hybrid schools as well. I interviewed Jennifer Burns, Classical Conversations. Exactly. There are so many like hybrid. And what Circle is, is it is a hybrid homeschool to where you you drop them off. And in kindergarten, they have two days. You could do one day a week or you could do two day a week. But they they have such a great program. It's called a university model because we kind of have like a la carte, if you will. So like what you're saying, right? So in our lower school for our K through six, you can choose from a one or two day program, right? But then in our upper school, 
it's full on high school, but you can select, you know, just like college, you can take, do you want to take all your English? Do you want to take, you know, science, math, history, electives? They teach, they have foreign languages. They have the circle theater program, you know, for if you're interested in going into the fine arts and stuff like that. So it is beautiful. Um, they've been around since 1985 and it has just grown into this magnitude of a school, which and, and what makes it amazing is the teachers. And you cannot get a better teacher than Miss Messenger, especially for kindergarten, because you can tell she just loves everything she does. The, it's it's amazing. I, I loved, so my daughter is now in second grade. So it was a few years ago. And then next year, I'll probably have my kids at Circle again. Now Debbie will be the teacher of Jesse. So he'll be coming into to uh, kindergarten. And, you know, he was popping in here earlier you know, and I'm like, this is going to be your kindergarten teacher next year. And of course, he was like, I don't want to go to kindergarten. I don't want to go to kindergarten, but that's okay. He He's a boy. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But, but, but the thing is, <laughs> he gets scared. But what's so great is he doesn't realize, he doesn't even know what kindergarten is. But what's so great is he doesn't realize it's not a typical kindergarten where you have spelling tests and where you have math tests. Literally, they go in there and they have fun by playing, but they're learning. And that's what kids at that age should be doing. They, you, you, they go there twice a week or one day a week, and then they come home and there's, there is the, the home learning guide that you can do. You could do a couple supplements with them, but they go, they have their friends. There's like 10 kids in the class, very laid back, very easy, what it should be at that age. And I think it's typically at Circle, kindergarten, first, second, and third grade is, is pretty much like that. I think fourth grade is when, okay, now you have to start taking some tests so that's where it gets a little different. Now, for me, once we get there, I, I don't know if I'm have journey because if we're going to be doing tests, I might as well just be doing all full homeschool at home. I don't want to be accountable all of those tests, but we'll see. Who knows? One, one year at a time. And, and that's the beauty with homeschooling. You don't have to have it planned out. You don't have to be like, okay, they're going to go here for the next 12 years, right? You do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've been at Circle. You've been homeschooling. So tell us about your homeschooling journey and how you ended up at Circle. Yeah. So we've been homeschooling now for eight years. And prior to that, we were public school, and I was definitely the mom of, like, homeschooling. Like, those kids aren't socialized. <laughs> you know, like, those are the weird kids, and I don't think that we need to be homeschooling, right? But it was totally a God thing because our daughter, who was then in sixth grade, so prior to that, she had been in a charter school for all of her elementary years and stuff. And she absolutely loved it. You know, she's a straight A student and she just like school was her jam. But then she ended up going to a, a baccalaureate or IB middle school and it was like complete 360. You know, she started getting headaches and stomach aches and being absent. And, you know, this is so un unlike her. And so she actually approached us and wanted to be, you know, asked to be homeschooled. And so you know, at first we just kind of just kind of brushed it off like, oh, it'll get better. You know, let's just give this this is a new school. It's middle school. Let's just give it a chance. But she's getting bullied and, and just a lot of other things happening. So over the winter break, <laughs> she pulls she calls a family meeting and she pulls out her notebook and she's got her pros and her cons. And she had done her research. And I just looked at my husband and was just like, OK, how are we going to say no to this? <laughs> you know, so and then it was like we would and then I think it was a God thing because we would we were out at Target and uh, we ran into a friend of my son's 
who they had left the public school in third grade and uh, were homeschooling. And so they were the ones that told us about Circle Christian School. And so I just looked at my husband again and was just like, I think we're supposed to be doing this, you know, because we just kept getting sign after sign after sign. And so we went to one of their, what do you call them, like a informational session, if you will. And we were just hooked. And so we called another family meeting. We're like, okay, we're going to do this homeschool thing. But so really what Circle Christian School is, is more of a private school program. Okay. But it's just like a two day instead of a five day. Like that's how we looked at it. Because they were at this point upper school students. So they had to go the two days. Their programs are in upper school or for two days. So with that, that's how we looked at it. Because, you know, when you're wanting to sign up for colleges and stuff like that, we are listed as a private school. Like we're private school students is how they view us. And so ever since then, it's just been a no brainer. You know, like this was the right thing to do. I would, I have no regrets. It's been the most wonderful thing. Our son is about to graduate this year and it's just like, wow. Hi friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. Yeah, that's such a great story. And and what's great is you went from the public school model, then your child asked to be homeschooled and and you followed through with that because I think a lot of times, but it took you, you know, it wasn't like the very first time because now kids will say, I want to homeschool. And the parents are like, no, no, I went to school. But so check out Circle Christian, find out, you know, hybrid options in your, in your area when you go, because you never know, it could be the best decision because what it, what it created for you. You do have to be involved. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm not, I don't want to paint like this, like, you know, easy picture. That's the thing as a parent, like I had to quit my job. I was a full-time director of a preschool and it was like, okay, we're going to go from a two family income guys where we had the Disney annual passes. We had just bought our house, you know, like it was like we were set and it was like you understand that that this is not going to be a thing for a while you know because now we're having tuition costs and we're having to purchase curriculum and so there I don't want it to you know I don't want listeners to be like oh yeah we'll just do this you know there's still a lot of parent involvement but I think that that's what I love the most especially with the way that our public school system is going I just feel like we were able to implement our values, our way of thinking, they're not being influenced by other outside things that they were being influenced or would have been influenced for my for our son by in the public school. You know, that we're not having to deal with a lot of the... So many messages coming to them. Yes. Constantly yes. and constantly. Yeah, I totally get that. So, so when you decided to go from your five days a week working at the preschool and then you got the job working at Circle, that awarded you time. So now you're like, wow. So, so tell us about what that has actually done for you. Because I think when I do my podcast, we always talk about our kids, our kids, right? Our kids. But, 
But there's so many options and opportunities that it creates for us as well. So tell us that road that it's taken you. Yeah. So it was awesome because now I was also getting to meet other families, you know, like when I was working and stuff, yeah, I met families, but like we weren't connecting. And I think that's one, one of the big things is that homeschooling gives you, brings you community. And I heard one of your other guests, I think it was Jamie, mention about the importance of community in the homeschooling environment. And that is so true, especially when you don't have, you know, the support from your family. I I kind of relate to her a lot too, because a, a lot of our family, when we first decided to homeschool was like, are, are you okay? Like, are you sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> like, what about all the opportunities, you know, for scholarships and that kind of stuff? And so, in fact, this ended up being a wonderful opportunity. Our daughter got the founder scholarship for Eckerd College, you know, circle like, and she, when she went for her first year of, of college, she was like, mom, these kids are so unprepared. Like, she was writing essays, circles around them. You know, like it's unheard of, but her English teacher was asking her to be a TA her freshman year. So that's why I'm saying like, you know, circle, like their program is, it's really something to look into. But what it afforded me was this connection because now my daughter who never really wanted to participate in the sports and stuff in the public school she joined the swim team, um, so she had opportunities. So then by joining the swim team, that brought me together with other moms. And, you know, we're going to meets and stuff like that. So we're talking and we're connecting. So that was the first thing, making these new family connections that I was not able to do. You know, I wasn't meeting up with other moms when she was in public school because I was working a nine to five and well, nine to six, uh, <laughs> you know, and I wasn't able to they were in like extra, what do they call that? The extended daycare programs, you know, they weren't able to like outside of that, like do things. So it allowed us the opportunity to to go on field trips. It allowed us the opportunity to connect with other families. It allowed us the opportunity to participate in sports that we weren't able to do before. But then once my daughter graduated and realizing that my son was soon behind her, I was like, wow, I poured all this time into these kids. And what do I have? Because only working two days allowed me to like be on their schedule, you know, so I could still do these things and which was wonderful. But it's like, okay, outside of my work, what do I have? And I realized very quickly, I don't really have much. And so I started, I took a course and you know, just trying to figure out what what is it that I want to do. I dabbled a little bit in network marketing, you know, was an ItWorks distributor for a time and just really just trying to find my way in this entrepreneurial space. And I came across a module on podcasting and absolutely fell in love. And I was just like, okay, this is a thing for me. Because when I was a kid, Theater is my background. Like I've I've done local theater. I was Madame McCarty in Blind Spirit, you know, here. Yeah, at Spotlight Theater. And I'm always looking for opportunities, you know, in our local theaters to see if there's a role for me that I can, you know, play again or whatever. But yeah, and I was voted in high school, my senior book, it said most likely to get best actress. So I was like... <laughs> You know, because I love to play and I, I loved I love that aspect of, of pretending to be somebody else, I guess. But anyway, and I think that's what podcasting does for me. It allows me to still 
play and do things and interact with people, but on my terms. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. You can bring the people on who, who you want to interview, right? Yeah. Gives you a little bit of control of, of what you want to say and go, oh, that's so awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay. So, so in addition to the podcasting, because you also have something else going on with cooking, you love cooking and you love kids. So naturally, what did you decide to do with cooking and with kids? Yes. So I'm always trying to figure out how I can bring kids into the kitchen. So it was very important for me to like be a model for little ones to who have either an interest in culinary arts or who who feel like they want to, but maybe parents are afraid, you know, to let them because they're so young. So I always felt so blessed because my mom, when I was like five or six years old, I'd be like, okay, I want to make fried rice. You know, like we go to the Chinese restaurant and I would try to figure out, I would look and see like, what are the ingredients? You know, what will I need to make this fried rice? And my mom, instead of being like, no, you're too little, you shouldn't be at the stove. She would pull up the, the step stool and I, she would say, okay, what do you need? And I was like, well, I need rice. I need eggs. You know, I need some vegetables and I need some soy sauce or teriyaki sauce. You know, like I tried to recreate it. And so she would get me all those ingredients. And, and you know, of course she would monitor me, but she would allow me the opportunity to, to do that. And so for me, that's what my little chef camp is about. You know, it's, it's about allowing students who have an interest in cooking or learning to cook or want to be a chef maybe when they get older, but maybe parents are like, they don't have the space for it, or maybe they don't have the awareness of it, or maybe... Or they don't like to do it themselves. <laughs> they don't like to do yeah. it themselves, yeah. I don't like to cook. It just takes me forever. It ne it takes me two hours in the kitchen, and then the kids eat it in 10 minutes. Or they don't eat it in 10 minutes. <laughs> they don't want it. Well, and the other thing that I found is that if kids are cooking, they'll eat it. Because they made it. They have, you know, they're invested. It's like anything else that we do, you know. You, you have to be invested in order for to to be successful at it, you know. If, if you don't put your heart and soul into it, then it's not going to happen, right? And so that's what I find, like, kids who would normally not try salmon, all of a sudden start trying salmon because they made it themselves. Because my daughter did two years of your cooking, did... And, and there's things she ate at your cooking that I'm like, she would never at your cooking class never eat that. that she would yep, never eat I hear that. that all but the time. she at least tried it in some things she didn't like because, you know, some things yep. are a little bit. And that's, yeah, okay and that's okay because that's how you expand your palate and that's how you learn, you know, what is what what your tastes are. Right. I always told my kids growing up, I don't want to hear you. I don't like that. We always said. Listen, you take one bite of it. If you don't care for it, it's okay. You can just put it on the side. You don't have to make a big to-do about it, but you are going to try it. Like, that's the rule. You have to at least take one bite. And if it's not for you, it's not for you, but at least you try it. Because there's so many people out there today, too, that will be like, I don't like it. Well, have you tried it, though? You know, I'm not going to eat avocado. Why? Because I don't like it. But, but have you tried it? And you know what's so funny? Well, no. Like, something to us can be so good. And we're like, just try it. And you're, you're thinking, oh, if my kid just tries it, they're going to love it. And then they try it. And they're like, mom, that was disgusting. And you're like, how can that be disgusting? Like, <laughs> disgusting. it's so good. Like Alfredo, fettuccine Alfredo. Like, I love, you know, yes. I mean, 
and the kid eats it like Jesse just would not he will not eat that and it's just like who doesn't like pasta and and cream and butter I mean it's just you know butter. like like that's just so <laughs> odd to me but but yeah Jesse is the hardest he he will maybe not he's a it. marinara guy oh <laughs> maybe yeah. he's a red sauce I think guy <laughs> a little bit of butter I'm getting there with him he's 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 a tough one. Journey's a little bit better, but yeah, it's it's so crazy because you're like it's gonna it's gonna be good, darn it. You need to hurry up and eat that. <laughs> they don't want to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you've got a lot of things going on with your podcast, with the cooking, teaching the kids, and and I love that. Do you are you able to bring any of the teaching into the kindergarten or, or any of the cooking in with the kindergartners? Are you able to talk about it? You know, sometimes I do because we have books that sometimes lend themselves, you know, to making a recipe and stuff. So like one of our books was The Rainforest Grew All Around. And so for that one, we talked about ingredients that come from the rainforest. And then we use those ingredients to make a rainforest smoothie. So and the kids absolutely love it. So I do try to like make some type of social studies, you know, if you will. There's another book, Mama Panion's Pancakes. And the recipe for the pancakes is in the back of the book. And so we make, you know, I make those pancakes. I bring in some bacon and the kids love it. You know, it's a little bit spicy, but it's cultural too. They're learning about another culture. You know, they're learning to eat other people's type of food because it's different from our pancakes, right? You know, we talk about that. And so that's the beauty of this model that it's, you know, it's literature based or centered around, you know, different books. And there's like 14 units. And so they get the gamut. They learn about, you know, how-to writing. They learn about personal narrative writing. And just so many different things that's going to be so useful for them as they grow, right? I feel like unlike the public school system, because I've taught in both. So unlike the public school system, it's very cookie-cutter-ish. You have a plan and you do not deviate from that plan at all. Whereas here, and you can't because of the time. I mean, you go off. Yes, you'll be so behind. If you go off, you'll be in so trouble. Yeah. Here, even though we have three different campuses, and yes, all three campuses follow the same plan, but we are all unique, and they recognize that, right? We we have one that's like in her early forties. We have me that's in my fifties, and we have one that's over fifty, right? But each of us brings something different to the plans and the way that we implement them. And yes, even though we're doing the same activities, because we're allowed to have our own uniqueness or gifting put in place, we're going to implement the plans a little bit differently. Yeah. And and they give you that. But you're still going to get... Yeah, yeah, they they give you that freedom. They want that. They want that for you. Yeah. It's such a a great program. You are such a great person. You are such a great teacher. I mean, you're just always spreading happiness. I always love running into you when I see you. I know, big hugs. You're the best hugger. Oh, thank you. I love to give hugs. I'm a hugger. You're right. <laughs> you do. You are. Yes, yes. Aw. It's therapeutic. It's like a massage. Oh, I love it. I love that. I love hearing that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I hope you do cooking class coming up, maybe for the holidays, maybe for next summer. That would say to be a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, definitely do over the summers. I definitely offer Because if that. you don't have Little that, sh- then my kids have nothing. They, they're not going to learn anything from me. So, you know, so that'll be awesome. So that'll be awesome. Okay, so like, how can people find you if they want to listen to your podcast? And so what what links do you have? I'll also have them in the show notes, but go ahead and tell us what you got. Sure. So I'm on Instagram at for messengers and on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, eat, play, laugh with Debbie Messenger. 
And I'm also on Facebook as Debbie Messenger. There you go. And and also she does like those live food things. So like you'll bake something or make something or create something and then she'll have it on live. And she's so cute in the camera. Like she'll go really close up. You guys listening? And she'll come back. It's the cutest thing. I love it. Well, thank you, Debbie. I have really enjoyed interviewing you and hopefully you'll come back for a second one so we can have even more fun and talk about all things homeschooling all things food now i'm getting hungry now i'm gonna have to go out to i know lunch. right we're gonna have to <laughs> yes, go eat we will. awesome thank you so much debbie love you so oh, much it's been too. such a pleasure thank you're you you're welcome okay bye-bye hi friend before you go i want to thank you for listening And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling!